You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dan Ryan, Dean DeFalco, and Devin Goldstein. For the best comic podcast with the most personality on the web, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and welcome to issue 52, the season conclusion, the series finale of season one of the Paper Cuts Podcast. I am your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me on this kind of drab and dreary Sunday morning, our Dean DeFalco. All right. And back from the dead, rising from the ashes like a phoenix, finally curing his junk of that herpetode and nema or nematode and herpacrab infestation is one Evan Goldstein. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, sir. How you yeah. been? Can't complain. Nobody really gives a shit, so that's why I choose not to anymore. Well, that's fair. Well, scabs are scabs are healing well. Yes, yes. That 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 topical ointment that you gave me is mm. is working wonders. Well, I you know we've Espe- all been there, especially if you eat it. <laughs> we've I, yeah. I, it says so right on the package. <laughs> don't eat it. I don't know why it would say that. It works so much so better. much better. <laughs> Gets well, right to the area of. Infection. Well, Gross. let's cut right into the, the meat of things. We got some good news. The good news is Evan's back. The bad news is, Evan, you, you, you have something to tell people. Oh, the dude. Yes, um, Stanley. The, the reason why we I truthfully haven't been here is that a gentleman by the name of Stanley. Oh, geez. Let's see if I can find his name on Skype. Uh, contacted me to tell me that he has a bank account in Africa for me. Excuse me. West Africa. Stanley Sawyer, my close personal friend. Um, he <laughs> has know, old Stan yeah, from around the way. Fifteen point six seven million dollars. So y'all can go fuck off. Peace. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so incredibly legit. I am so jealous of your luck. And all I had to do is give him my bank account. I mean, it was really that, was that simple. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the money yet. But I know Stanley's well, Stanley's picture on the the Skypeage, very honest looking. Um, sure. So I have uh, he, I didn't betray his trust or confidence, like he asked me not to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this may have been a mistake. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I apparently this is have been. I, I'm actually reading the whole thing now, and apparently this money came to me because. Uh, a customer engineer by the name of Ryan Goldstein died oh, Ryan. in a in, yeah. in a in a Boeing seven twenty seven plane crash in Kontutu mm-hmm. Bing Republic, and apparently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am his next of kin. Oh yeah, Ryan Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know old uh, uh, old Uncle Ryan. Old Uncle Ryan. I haven't yeah. seen him in a way. He's been out on safari. Well, apparently flying his personal. Boeing 727. Apparently well, not that I, good of a pilot. I mean, <laughs> apparently not. Oh boy. I you know, but 16. Point, what was it? We'll just we'll point? we'll just round it up to 16 million. It's 15. 16 million dollars. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good I, chunk of change. Can I borrow 20 bucks? No, absolutely not. That's how we millionaires <laughs> stay millionaires by not lending anybody money. Fucking Republican. God damn it. No, no, no. Not necessarily Republican. <laughs> Just a millionaire. <clears throat> oh, so. Yes, this is what this this show has become now, kids. It's no longer about comic books. We're going to keep calling it Paper Cuts, but we're 
just <laughs> going to talk about politics and and finances from now on. You know, I'm bullish on the oil futures. I don't know about you. Ooh, bully, bully. <laughs> What's it? anyway? Well, welcome back, Evan. We're Thank happy to have you here for issue 52, which, if we're being honest, is really like what fucking issue like 58, 59, yeah, something like that. Like, we had, had a couple point of... ones. What? It's we've not fi- couple... really 52. Oh, fuck it. I'm out. Bye. <sighs> You know, well, there's been a few weeks I've been by myself. There's been a few weeks where we've had to do like special. Yeah, you know, so it works out well. But happy to have everybody here. A full staff for the conclusion of our first run. We got a lot of books this week, though. A lot of shit came out. And we also want to talk about some of the the more popular entertainment that has hit the airwaves over the last year or so that we've been doing this show. So I'm going to start us off talking about a book, uh, Captain America White, written by Jeff Loeb and with art by Tim Sale. This is the team that did Batman the Long Halloween and Dark Victory and Daredevil Yellow and Spider-Man Blue and like the color series of books for Marvel. And back in the day, back in 2008... They announced that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale would be doing this Captain America book, Captain America White. The is, first issue is came this, out this week. Is is this where we finally find out that Captain America is a racist? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I think so. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Sorry. He's got a, this weird hood on on the cover. It's very strange. <laughs> something something about being a wizard and some I, dragons and shit. I was drinking very coffee. Offensive. That's not cool, dude. <laughs> But no, like, it's it's so crazy that this book came out, because if any of you guys listening, or Evan or Dean, if you guys have read, like, Long Halloween, or Dark Victory, or even the Marvel color books, like, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, when those two guys are together, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, like, it, absolutely. Long Halloween is one of the so best. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, like, Long Halloween, when you look at the pantheon of Batman stories that are out there. You know, you've got, obviously, The Killing Joke, Year One, Dark Knight Returns, and fucking Long Halloween is up there. You know, like, yeah, it's a relatively uh, average, modern story. Always relatively, within the top five. Yeah. It's, it's, and it, it, like, Dark Victory, their follow-up to it, isn't as well-loved. Well, there's uh, but it's three books, no? Excellent. Is, it, is there a third? Uh, Yeah, it's... it's... Ah, man, it's escaping me right now. It was... Batman going through his bag of candy. No, you know, you know, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I would fucking read that if they did. You're right. I'm I'm including uh, uh, year one in it because if if you buy them in softcover, it it almost comes out uh, looking exactly the same as the... Yeah, uh, okay. Dark uh, Victory and Long Halloween covers. But yeah, uh, you can... If you ever want to read Batman stuff, those three are like pretty good must-haves yeah. uh, like long halloween is just one of those books that I, the artwork is like tim sales artwork i know he doesn't do a lot but goddamn, every time he does i mean like that's the first thing about this captain america book it is stunning okay it's I, absolutely I, gorgeous the one thing that you have to note when he does do the artwork everybody has amazing posture Oh God, yeah! Amazing and and legs very everything is very straight and and perfect because Cap is that that symbol of 
human perfection, and you can really see it in this artwork. Yeah, it, it really is. Like it remind it reminds me of what my grandmother used to say when I would slouch. She would say, "Danny, you have to imagine like there's a string tied to the top of your head, and it's attached to a cloud, and it's holding you upright." And I would say, "Thanks, Grandma. That helps." <laughs> Shout out to Grandma. Shout out to Grandma. <laughs> big fan so, of the show. Big fan of the show. But um. Yeah, like, you're right. Everybody is very, like, every, they, this book looks like when you hear, if you ever, like, if you ever talk to people that were around, and they're becoming fewer and fewer as the years go on, but people that were around during World War II and, and people who reference, like, the the so-called greatest generation of Americans that there have ever been, there's always this this sort of respect and awe that is placed on them and everything's is talked about as being very proper and this was the way things should have been and you're right like you look at the the figure work in this book and they're all very big and very proper and it, it's it's absolutely gorgeous stuff i mean tim sale is just unbelievably good at what he does the the story in this book starts off with Cap being woken up um, by the Avengers. So by Iron Man and Wasp and Giant Man and, you know, uh, like after he is taken out of the ice. And having it explained to him that like, so, you know, been in a coma, some shit has happened, war is over. Uh, that's awkward, you know? And he's like, they find... Nick Fury finds Cap sitting in a church and, you know, Cap, or Fury says to Cap, you know, I never, never took you for a religious man, Rogers. And he, he says pretty much, uh, well, a lot of shit has happened, Nick. <laughs> Some fucking Suck things it. have gone on and I'm kind of out of options. So I figured I'd give this a shot. Could you fuck off for a minute? Um, you know, but in a very proper Captain America kind of way. And the story then flashes back to like the monologue going over that is cap talking to Bucky and saying, you know, it's, you never really realize that before the people you love die, you may not get to say everything you wanted to say to them. It's like, ah, oh, damn dude. Like it's fucking right in the feels, man. Like all the fucking feels Right there, and the story is going to be about Cap and Bucky and how they kind of start off in the war and how how Steve Rogers, even though he was only a few years older than Bucky, at least in the comic book universe, we know from the movie universe they're the same age, but in the comic book universe he was only like six or seven years older, but because he was Captain America, he kind of looked at Bucky like his son um, and treated him that way at certain points because Bucky was so young and so small at that time. So the story is pretty much, you know, a dad losing his kid during the war and the, the kind of adventure that brings them up to that point and the heartbreak that comes afterwards. And I'm, I'm so happy that this book is coming out. Like I've, I've been waiting for this book for such a long time. I mean, really it was announced in 2008. We got a preview issue an issue zero. And then there was nothing. And I don't know why. I would imagine it has something to do with Jeff Loeb and his television work uh, that he's doing for like Marvel Studios. But he's written other stuff in in between. So I've 
I don't know. Did either of you guys read this one? No. I, I, I took a look at it, and the only thing that I could think of is so because of how the Marvel Universe is being portrayed in television and movies now, this is a completely mm-hmm. different Marvel Universe. Like, it's... it's Oh, absolutely. It's, it is classic Marvel. I mean, the first couple of pages, you see pointy-headed Iron Man and a white Nick Fury, which doesn't make any sense to anyone that only knows Marvel via, you know, television and movies. So that mm-hmm. could have put a, you know, a delay in it, but it you like just like you said, it hit all of the feels within like six pages. You know, the the breakdown of a of a man whose whose life is completely has to completely change because, you know, he was frozen for so long. And Yeah, it 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 harkened back to what originally made Captain America so interesting as a character. And it's really not what Cap is anymore. But when he first came back, and for a long time, what made him fascinating to read was the Man Out of Time story. Absolutely. How he was dealing with modern day, and everybody else is just looking at him as a figure from the past. Yeah, it, it, just, just a great book. And like when Jeff Loeb has written some truly, truly awful comic books there have been some things that jeff Loeb has done where it's like dude what the fuck are you doing no right stop it but when you come back with the bangers it don't matter it really doesn't because god damn it when jeff Loeb is good he is as good as anybody there has ever been when he connects he knocks it out of the park but it it's, is it's, it seems to be it seems to be either out of the park or you know a, a strike like a complete miss. He, he is he is a feast or famine kind of guy. You're right. It's either a home run or just he swung and missed and spun around in the, <laughs> the batter's box and fell on his ass and everybody in the stadium is laughing at him. Listen, you know, like, sometimes I, I go by this saying often, you either got to go big or you go home. Jeff Loeb, I'm with you, man. You go big or you go home. This time you went big and it worked, man. Congrats. It really, it really, really did. So Captain America White, number one, it, you know, like Evan said, completely not reflective of the current state of Marvel comic books, but God damn it, get this book. Uh, just a great, great book. Completely different from the second book that I wanted to talk about. What, what were you going to say? Do, do, is this a, a miniseries? Yeah, like five issues. Okay. They've all been around five or six so, issues. All right, so 2008, so we'll see issue two in 2020? Probably. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me rephrase. Get this book. God damn it, buy this book when the whole thing is released in trade. Because I am not confident that I will be reading issue two next month. <laughs> At all. Even a even a smidgen. No I inkling have no whatsoever. Confidence. You would think that seven years would be enough lead time. Nope. But <laughs> I mean we'll see. Um so yeah, second book I wanted to talk about, A New Image, number one. Um, probably one of my favorite books that I've read so far this year. Uh, uh, certainly one of my favorite new new books that have come out this year was Tokyo Ghost, number one. All right, this is a new creator-owned thing, obviously, from Image, uh, from Rick Remender doing the writing and Sean Murphy doing the artwork. Uh, Matt Hollingsworth is doing the colors, uh, which is... Uh, Remender, Murphy, Hollingsworth, that is 
a fucking superstar team. Yeah, if that's there all, ever that, was those one. are all stars, and it seems by the look of the book that both Rick and Sean are working on the book, writing and creating, yeah. not not just separate. Like Remender's doing the writing and Murphy's doing the art. So it seems- yeah, no, this is yeah, this is their project together. Um, story is is interesting. It's a very interesting commentary on where we are as a society somewhat inevitably headed towards. Um, the, in the back of the letters page, uh, Remender writes this, this little introduction to the book. And one of the things that he puts in there, he was like, you know, think about the last time you were having lunch or dinner with a friend and they did not pull out their phone and check their phone in the middle of conversation. I have my phone out right now. We uh, all fucking do it. I'm sorry, I missed that. One more time, what? <laughs> <laughs> we all fucking do it. And it's so... If you would have said, you know, five years ago, like if you were talking to somebody, and in the middle of you talking to them, they picked up their their portable phone in their house, you'd been <laughs> their, like, what the their fuck their are you doing? phone. Yeah, <laughs> like... What are you doing, well, asshole? It, I'm it, talking to it you. Would, if, let's say, five, ten years ago, the equivalent would be talking to someone and, and all of a sudden someone just reaches for, like, the Encyclopedia Britannica to look mm-hmm. something up right in front of you, mm-hmm. that three-inch thick book. It's just too convenient now. Yeah, like, you're in the middle of a conversation about somebody's day and you pull out, I don't know, fucking... You're like, <laughs> I, I forget... How many sides does a dodecahedron have? I'm going to look that up real quick. And in the middle of somebody talking, like, you're reading about dodecahedron. Because that's the shit that we do. There's nothing fucking important happening. No. There's really not like we... the the. See, but how do we know something important isn't happening unless we check? Right. Well, that's that's the, the question, right? That's the, <laughs> the FOMO thing, which is an acronym I fucking hate. But the fear of missing out on something... Of well, I got to check my Twitter because maybe something fucking important happened, and then I got to check Facebook because maybe somebody posted a picture of a cat, or if you're friends with me on Facebook, I shared another Bernie Sanders video, or fucking, <laughs> you know, like yeah, those are great. I like those. Oh god, they're the fucking best. Go I just burn. like I feel the burn. I just like the name Bernie. <laughs> He's the best. Anyway, but you know what I mean. So like we we all have this thing, and we all fucking do it. We all do. We're all assholes about it. But because we all do it, like, collectively as a society, we have decided that we're not going to give a shit about that anymore. So this book is the natural extension of that. People are completely 100% addicted to their technology. People have, like, nanobots implanted in in themselves to make them better people. They have news feeds constantly streaming. They have... You know, the one of the main characters, uh, Led Dent, who is the guy who rides this really badass-looking motorcycle that on the side of the bike it says Zeus's dick on it, which is just, like, <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, but, like, as he's driving around going after the criminal that they're chasing, uh, fucking he's got, like, 12 videos playing and, like, news feeds coming in and porn clips coming in and, like, all this shit while he is driving. You know, and, like, the the main character of the book, Debbie Decay, is the only person left in the Isles of Los Angeles. It's 2089, so, you know, future tech stuff here. But she is the only person left in this entire place that has 
no technology. She's completely tech free. So much like we have today, like our, our equivalent of that would be straight edge people, right? <laughs> like people who don't drink, who don't smoke, don't do drugs. Um, in the future, th that will be straight edge, like tech free. So they are uh, constables, basically they're police officers uh, for this big corporation. And the corporation basically decides what the law is because they are controlling the technology. They are the ones who give people the implants, you know, yada, yada, whatever. They are on the hunt for a gangster, if you will, who has decided that life for him will be a video game. And he is nostalgic for the time period that we're living in. And what was really interesting reading this book is that you have a guy saying shit like YOLO bitches. Love it. Oh my God. My favorite and, book. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping that somewhere in there would be YOLO swag for 20 GG blaze it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately there was not, but it's, it's kind of interesting because taken completely out of context, the, the way that we talk today and the things that, we, either as adults or the kids today, those fucking kids, the kids today, the way we sound like idiots. Yes. Like, we really do. Yes. And, Totes legit, we do. And right? that, that for that reason alone, a lot of people are going to make a lot of money in podcasting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're swimming in the fucking dough. Oh, God. Well, $16 million. We just got an investment from fucking... What's this we shit? Yo! <laughs> you think? You think your name would have been out there if you weren't on this show, Evan? I... Listen, how Uncle very Ryan was a loving, loving relation, so... Yes. Uncle Ryan, big fan of the show, was, little do we, did we know, flying his 727... Listening to the show, we said something funny. Ha ha, fuck, oh, I'm dead. Crash. That's what happened. Crash the plane. Rest in peace, Uncle Ryan. Ha, ha, ha. That was a good joke. And down he went. YOLO swag. YOLO swag. Yeah, yelling YOLO swag 420 GG. Blaze it on the YOLO swag. <laughs> Fucking Uncle Ryan. So <laughs> they're, they're going after this guy, right? He's this nostalgia guy. He's really big on the 2000s. Um, he's got... He's got on his left hand, he has a power glove, and attached to the power glove is a Nintendo NES controller up on top of it. Like, I know the power glove had the D-pad and the buttons, but this is an actual NES controller, as well as an Atari joystick, um, <laughs> are attached to his left hand as, uh, as he is controlling people around... Uh, just people that are around him. Like he is going in basically hacking into the nanobots that are in implanted in them, in them and using them as like video game characters, like his avatars in a video game to hunt uh, Debbie and lead as they are trying to bring him down. It, it's uh like, it's a hard, it's kind of a hard book to describe here. Like I, I realize as I'm saying this shit, like this sounds fucking all over the place. I've heard fucking YOLO and power glove so far. <laughs> it's the only two words I had, the only two words I needed. So like they're hunting this guy and he's a fucking, like he's obviously a crazy psychopath. He, uh, he jumps out onto a hoverboard 
uh, scooter. Kills some, scooter. Yeah, a hoverboard scooter. <laughs> uh, kills some more people. Um, and eventually, right, like, because this, this first book is all just set up. Like, it's all just set up. None of this that happens is part of the really ongoing story uh, to a point. So they catch the bad guy, and Debbie says to Led that, you know, I made a deal with the corporation, and they will, they will let you go. They will free you from your, from your addiction, and we can be together, because it turns out that they are, they were at one time madly in love with each other, and she is still in love with him, and is hopeful that somewhere underneath all of that addiction is still the person she loved, which is just kind of a heartbreaking and tragic story that that happens fucking every day. I mean, you can find stories about that, about either men or women who stay with their significant others, hoping to bring them back to the point where they were, were, to the person that they were before they got addicted to whatever thing is fucking ruining their lives at this point. And she she starts having sex with him to try and snap him out of it. And she says, you know, tell me your name. You have to like, you have to make this decision. We can go, we can go to Japan because apparently Japan is after there was a war and Japan decided to go completely tech free after the war. So it is the last bastion of humanity on the planet. And she says to him, you know, tell me your name. We can go, we can be free. We can be together. You just, you have to make the decision. You have to be the one to decide to break this addiction. You know, tell me, addiction, tell me your name. And he says, my, my name, my shows are on. And like the last panel of the book is her laying next to him, you know, and he's just got his video feeds playing up in front of him. And it, it says, uh, the, the little caption that's there says, the boy I love lost inside the man he's become. It's just like, oh, God, damn. Jesus, Remender, like, fine, I'll put my phone away. <laughs> Fuck, man, like, you could have just asked. <laughs> you, but didn't ha- you didn't have to go all the way around just to get to that point, sir. You really didn't. I mean, like, I am, I am so into this book. I fucking loved this book. I thought it was great. The writing was great. The artwork was fucking stunning. Um, yeah, that Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy knocked it out of the it park. On this book. You know, one of the... <laughs> I, one of my favorite things in comic books, and this book is full of it, is onomatopoeia. Okay, mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. every other panel, if not every panel, has some form of onomatopoeia in it, and it just makes it so fucking action packed. So I mean, well, yeah, it, it just gorgeous. I mean, there's so like this is one of by far the densest books artistically that I've read in a long time. There is. A lot on yeah. every inch of the, these pages, absolutely, and it's not muddled, which is the impressive part. Yeah, he he really skated that line because like there's some like uh like half page splashes. Actually, yeah. it would be two half page splashes spread out, but like there's so much going on, but you can see everything, which yeah, and- it, beautiful beautiful artwork. Fucking fantastic, and the coloring. I mean, Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth is one of the best in the like. There's very few colorists that we talk about um, with a regular basis. Jordi Belair being one of them. Matt Hollingsworth is one of the other ones, though. I mean, just fucking stunning. There's this. It's it's kind of a washed out muted. pastel. It's muted. A, that's that's when palette. you look at it, and 
it, and it still seems so bright and brilliant, but there are no blazing colors. And right. He, well, and I think beautiful job. I, I think I may be reading too much into it, but I doubt that I am. I think the reason that we're looking at things so kind of muted and washed out is again, going with that commentary on what it is like when we are addicted to technology, we miss kind of the beauty in the world that is around us. Right. Like I know when I moved back up North from living in, in Texas for two years, when I moved back to the tri-state area, it was like, fuck, everything is really fucking green around here. Like, I don't know if any of you guys realize that shit, but there are colors up here. And it was, it was almost too much. Like as I was driving up, uh, you know, I was, I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, this is like, am I just sleep deprived at this point? Like, am I loopy? Cause we've been driving for 20 hours or like, is this just, everything is so green. It, and it really was like, it was a staggering thing because I hadn't seen it for so long. I'd become so, so accustomed to, you know, not to disparage the fine state of Texas, but shit's pretty brown in Texas. There's a lot of dirt and a lot of open with no trees. So when you get used to that particular palette, kind of warps your perception of what things look like on the outside. And I think that's what they're doing with the coloring in this book too, is just giving us that, you know, through the lens of technology or through the lens of addiction to a point, everything just kind of becomes muted. And, you know, not to say that there's not brilliant color and depth and all that. Like it's a beautiful job that he did, but it's a very, again, just dense job of, coloring on this time. It was fucking great. Uh, Tokyo Ghost number one, buy this goddamn book. Fabulous. If you're a younger listener, however, like there are boobies, there's a strap on, like the guy is watching porn throughout parts of, you know, the story, Soul. which is <laughs> <laughs> so YOLO power glove strap on Dean's in good to know we're there. So Tokyo Ghost number one, it's an ongoing series. Um, Remender is usually pretty timely. Sean Murphy is usually pretty timely, so I, I expect that this book will not have an eight-year gap uh, in between issues one and two. Here's hoping. Like, here's hoping, because, ah, man, it was seriously one of the best books I've read this year. So, that's what I got. Dean, what did you read? So, I didn't really have time to read anything of up-to-date for this somebody this was on vacation I, I was on vacation then i ah, went right into must be nice yeah i know i know fuck you guys i don't care hey i didn't say anything you're I, more than welcome I, to take fuck vacation you, Dan. Dickhead. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, i'm just i'm just sad i didn't get my beer yet i know Thanks, well, you'll get it uh but <laughs> yeah i um i went on vacation i came back and then i went right into going to a convention so i didn't really have time to do anything however i did download while i was away uh steven universe the entire run up to i think issue eight is what it is right now uh for those of you guys who don't know steven universe is a very popular cartoon on cartoon network right now uh it's it's really cool uh it's a episodic type of uh, overarching story which is great because I don't I can't get into cartoons anymore if they don't have that sort of big grand scheme to them stuff like Ren and Stimpy is great because it's super funny and stupid and I love it 
but I can only watch so many episodes at a time. This I could literally just binge watch all day. And there's three seasons, so I did in fact binge watch it when it first came out. However, back to the comic book. Uh, when I found out there was a comic book, I always get a little nervous about this stuff because uh, I read the Adventure Time comic book. Uh, what bothered me was, one, it has no canon in the cartoon universe, and two, the art direction can get a little wonky in the comic book. So it's made by the same studio, and which means some of the same artists might participate. However, I was pleasantly surprised. I believe uh, one of the directors on the book uh, does the work for the Steven Universe cartoon. So... The art is largely influenced from the cartoon, which is great. Uh, it looks almost exactly like it, which is fantastic. And a lot of the stories are really sweet. If you guys haven't ever seen the show, the long and short of it is there are these intergalactic gem warriors, sort of almost Sailor Moonish, except no one's chosen from this planet. They're all just really kind of hot alien girls. Not hot. They they're just they're just alien girls. Actually, when I think about oh, it, boy. they're not hot. They're these really fucking sexy. No, yeah, just uh, really nubile. I mean, no, they're not. They're, they're just women. They're not. Yeah, they're they're actually just just girls. Um, it just some dizzy broads. Come on now. Yeah. Well, I I mean just. Uh, the, the, just some skirts. Yeah, yeah, they're just some skirts. Forgive me, <laughs> forgive. Uh, but yeah, Steven Universe is mainly a show about uh, this kid who lost his mom, uh, who was one of these warriors, and um, it's these uh, three of her friends trying to bring up this kid who sort of has her powers and is like coming into them and in, on his own. Uh, and it's really interesting because it uh, introduces Steven's dad, who's the little kid. Uh, who's a human who fell in love with this intergalactic fucking warrior and they end up having this kid. She dies to protect him and she gives him his powers. So there's a lot of uh, flashback going on uh, for this this woman uh, who you don't really know too much about uh, throughout the, the comic book and the cartoon. And it fills in little details here and there like Adventure Time does. But there's much more of a uh, story going on with this. Adventure Time can get really wonky and uh, stupid sometimes, which is fine because I like yeah, that. Yeah, Adventure Time comes off the rails it, in a big, bad it, way. It does, but I mean, that's that's part of the charm to Adventure Time. This is much more focused uh, for what it's doing, and a lot of the the episodes do tie into the main overarching story of it. There is some filler here and there, but that's not a problem. I mean, cartoons are allowed to be cartoons sometimes, right? No, I I, I know, obviously not. That's <laughs> no, that's goddammit. that's stupid for me to ask. But um, I I read the comic, and I gotta say, if you like the TV show, you're gonna like the comic book. There's no doubt about it. Um, it it has a lot of nods to things going on in the TV show at the same time. It has all the same characters. There's nothing that you're not going to recognize. So, I, I mean, I, I can't recommend it. Excuse me, enough. I had a, a great time uh, reading it. Yeah. I thought you were just going to stop there. I can't recommend it. I love enough. this book. Don't read it. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I had some uh, untimely uh, gas coming up there. I apologize. <laughs> Is there any such thing as timely gas? No. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh my okay, God. When enough. you got to crop dust someone at just the right time, that's perfectly <laughs> timed gas. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, so <laughs> Steven Universe, if you ever get a chance, check it out. I mean, guys, really, it's it's a cool book. I, I really enjoy it. But I, I do enjoy a lot of the stuff that's tied into cartoons or TV shows and stuff. Not really, um, you know, I'm going to say mainly cartoons because I, I read the, like, Arrow CW series tie-in crap. That's okay, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, for, to be honest, I, I like the cartoon stuff because I, I like reading more about universes that's not necessarily explained in the cartoon because cartoons, Cartoons are only 15 minutes. Arrow is what, like an hour? Yeah, like you, I get enough of Arrow in the TV show. I don't need to read a comic book about it. However, for stuff like Adventure Time and uh, Steven Universe, if you're going to give me little extra details that I might not catch in the show, I'm all down for that, man. That's really cool, and I like stuff like that. And I encourage more books like this to come out. Actually, Boom Studio and... Um, I think it's actually just mainly Boom Studio that does most of this. Uh, has licenses for most of the uh, Cartoon Network stuff. Regular Show, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, Clarence, um, and Uncle Grandpa. The fuck Uncle Grandpa, dude. That show is crazy. That doesn't need a comic book. That show is all kinds of drugs wrapped into a cartoon. It's it's so scary. Uncle Grandpa is goddamn terrifying. My Like, my kids will sit on their iPads and go on YouTube and find, like, clips of of Uncle Grandpa, and they'll be like, Daddy, come here and watch this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Good morning. Oh my... <laughs> Good morning. Like, it's just so goddamn weird. And they have, my kids have been on on a really big Steven <laughs> Universe uh, kick lately. And, uh, like, I came home from work the other day, and they were, I was like, you know, hey, girls. And they were like, I'm Amethyst. I'm Peridot. You're Steven. Okay. No, Dan, you're totally That's Greg. Fine. You're That's Greg, fine. man. That's that's the I dad. Don't I don't know what that you're, means. You're dad. Is it okay? Yeah, you're the dad. Um, but yeah, like they're way into it. Like, and it's a good show. Like, Steven Universe is a good show. You know, I dig it. Like, and it's it's kind of interesting where comic books used to be viewed as being for children, and like I couldn't give my six year old Spider Man now. They would have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah, like they would be so lost and just. They just wouldn't be interested in it. There's nothing there to hook in a kid. So you, the fact that these books exist, that the the Cartoon Network books exist, and are are good books for the most part. Like Boom Studios is doing, it, not just good work, but a good thing as well to kind of hook new readers and and build new fans. So fucking right on, man. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I read. Besides more Transformers, but I we're I don't want to go into that. That. You, unless you want to hear me talk about how much a shit dick Megatron is, how crazy the fucking <laughs> that universe is so insane. It's so nuts. Oh my it's god, so nuts. I love it. It's good. I love. But, yeah, I love the fact that there exists a thing where when somebody asks you, because like with a lot of stuff, even with as deep and just ridiculous as the continuity is for like Marvel books and DC books, like. You can explain Batman pretty simply. They do it in every goddamn movie. His parents were killed. He's pissed. Like, there you go. That's your fucking, your hook. Yeah, try explaining Optimus Prime and where the fuck he came from. (laughs) With the Transformers books, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, if somebody's like, oh, I'm thinking of getting into this series. Where should I start? At the beginning. And just read for a while. Because that's what that's the only thing you can do. Forever, basically. Forever. Yeah, I, I, I probably spent a good... I'd say uh, 10 hours, not straight, mind you, because that'd be insane, 
but uh, <laughs> like ten hours just going through all these different series. And it all ties in together, which is great. Like, so it's not segmented at all. One leads into the other, and it leads into the other, and it leads into the other, which is is great. But the problem is they don't advertise it that way. It's just, it is what it is. Here you go. Have fun. No, don't do that. It's bad. Start from the beginning. You'll be way happier. Yeah, promise. That would have been great if you would have read it for 10 hours straight. Maybe I'll do that. I'll I'll do a stream for that. I'll just read Transformers books on the computer. Just just sit there on screen, just (laughs) eyes moving back and forth, not saying anything, going, ah, shit, Dad. God God damn it. Such an asshole. By the end of it, you think you are a robot? (laughs) That that, that did happen. I tried to open up my chest and take out my spark. It didn't work. My heart just came out. come down for dinner. All right, Marge, let me transform. Hold on. Roll out. <laughs> I just rolled down the stairs. <laughs> just forward rolled down the stairs. I transformed into BB-8 because I saw some Star Wars commercials in the meantime. I'm a robot. Ugh. Fuck. Anyway. Oh well, goodness. awesome. Steven Universe. Yeah, man. It's fucking. Oh, cheeks. It's so adorable. It's such a good show. Like, that's that's the cool thing about it is that, like, it's serious enough for to read and, and get enjoyment out of it, but it's just, there's a lot of heart and charm in that universe. No pun intended. Very, very empowering for, uh, for, for women and, uh, and girls. Um, however, if, uh, th- there is definitely some, some, some homosexual <laughs> undertones going on there. Oh, uh, sure. So, yeah, I mean, just I parents, be prepared. <laughs> well, to, sure. To some well, I'm, whatever. You know? Well, I'm, I'm just saying parents, be prepared to answer some questions if they're watching it because uh, there are a few um the, the, the gems can combine into to bigger warriors and stuff. And uh, I, I think there's there's definitely a few um uh, uh, kissing scenes. So. Like I said, just just be prepared to answer questions because they'll probably come up. <laughs> like why why is why is this girl kissing another girl and and it, it it's it's very interesting. Again, it's a very deep show with a lot of emotion in it, and um, yeah, I like when the when the characters like feel uh, sadness or pain, like you can visibly tell and like you feel for them. There's uh, some recent stuff that goes on between two of the characters, um, and it's sort of like a betrayal thing going on. And um, after it happens, and she finds out uh, w- what's going on, it, it's it's very like you can feel the uncomfort in in the room whenever they're together and stuff. And it goes on for like five or six episodes before shit gets squashed. So um, it's tough because. Uh, the, these uh, gems have very deep relationships. Like it's more than like it's way more than any human being can have with like any significant other. For the most part, it's it goes deeper than that. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's 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 interesting to to watch and see these relationships develop and a lot of their backstory and how they got together. Um, I really do enjoy watching that show and I recommend anyone to watch it because um. It definitely will open up um, feelings that you didn't think cartoons could give you for the most part. <laughs> Recommended to everyone, unless you're a Republican. 
Oh, snap. Ooh. Back to the Republican no, pro- jokes. Probably right. That's not fair. Probably right. That's, that's a fair analysis. <laughs> <laughs> if you support Kim Davis, don't watch Steven Universe. Dude, Steven Universe just, should make a Kim Davis episode where they just beat the shit out really of her. Really, what a butts she is. Ugh. <laughs> God. Anyway, before we get off on that fucking tangent, because... I have things. Anyway, uh, Evan, back from the dead, Yellow. resurrected like Colossus, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Well, it was well done. I feel like our explanation of your resurrection was good. I feel like it yeah, was sound. It was cogent. I, I appreciate it. You know, it. all of that good stuff. So what do you got for us this week? <laughs> well, quick question. Dean? Seven. What? That was just answering your question. Oh. I appreciate that. <laughs> when did when when did uh, Geek Aid go into full swing? It was February. Yeah, February two thousand fourteen. Right. Hold on. Let me let me give What's you that? a hint here. When you ask someone a question, you got to give them a second answer. I I was actually <laughs> looking for the year. Oh, uh, my, tw- because, oh no, twenty fifteen. Okay. Was it twenty fifteen? How is that possible? Because it's we're still, still in twenty fifteen, yeah. and we've done. We've done 52 episodes well, we of the show. It is Geek Life in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. G33K. All right, that's true. L-I-F-E.com. That's all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, what I was looking to do was actually I did a little research over the last two years for what we have experienced in television and movies that is directly tied into comic books. Um, as everybody knows, it's really a good time to be a geek where everything that we've grown up with is being, I mean, thrown at us in every form of media possible. And uh, thank God there's such a thing on the internet as as Wikipedia because I never, ever would have gotten all of this information in one shot because, I mean, my brain is only filled with, you know, only has so much space to to, 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 to deal out with memory. It's got 73% now, of it taken up by Moon Knight, oh so... My. This is this is very true. I mean, now it's to the point where every time I learn something new, I have to forget something old and, you know, birthdays are going and it's it's getting rough. But we have our phones but, to remind us, so thankfully. <laughs> that's thank God. Um <laughs> So what I did was like I compiled this list going back to the beginning of 2014 of just movies that have shown up in our theaters in the past 2 years. And it's impressive. Like when I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, like, once you start seeing so much and get inundated over and over again, like, time sorts of, like, blends together that I can't remember exactly when a movie came out. But in 2014, we had a comic book movie just about every two months. Captain America, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm counting Birdman. Yeah. You know, that unexpected virtue. That was a fantastic film. That's 2014. Alone, those six movies. Then everything started to kick, and this year we had Avengers, Age of Ultron, which was a a very well-received sequel. Ant-Man, unfortunately, Fantastic Four came out as well. Um, And, and like, yeah. Um, (laughs) And, like, next year doesn't look to be slowing down at all, because Deadpool, Batman, Superman another Captain America movie, another X-Men movie, another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, um, the, the Suicide Squad. Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. Um, a, allegedly a Gambit movie. 
I mean, if you look at this list, the the Marvel has totally dominated movies. Totally. And they're not slowing down, which is fantastic. When when we look at things like how uh, how well, all right, fuck it. How Fox handles certain properties? Yeah, they don't do a good have, job. They don't do a good job of it, but when when like they at least they keep trying. Okay? As opposed to just giving up on it completely. Like all right, if if Fox had given up on X-Men after we all clamored saying that Wolverine doesn't cry, <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten First Class. And First Class was a great movie. I mean, it was completely separated. Um It's the only one I all, like out of all the X-Men movies, quite honestly. It it it's true. If if they stopped making Wolverine movies after we all bitched and complained that they sewed up Deadpool's mouth, <laughs> we wouldn't have the first up and coming R rated comic book movie. Like if 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 studios listened to us, we would end up fucked. <laughs> we would ruin the thing that we like. <laughs> we would ruin the thing. <laughs> okay. Um. And and then like m- movies themselves will. They try, they try to tell an overarching story in, you know, two-hour clumps. But Marvel is taking that way, way further because all of their movies are connected. We're talking 15 to 20 hours of a linear story that they just keep adding to and adding to. And so far, haven't really fucked it up. Like, I can't think of anything that was grossly wrong with any of the Marvel movies so far. There wasn't. Outside of... You know, if I'm not counting, you know, I haven't even seen Fantastic Four. I'm not counting it. So, well, and you can't. But, it, that movie not being tied in directly to the, the end goal of Thanos and the Infinity War, like, I, it was so bad. So bad. And, oh. and that could be because, and I'm, you know, I'm saving my, my judgment till I actually see it. We are looking for something tied into that, that, that overarching story. And this was not it. That's it. Like, if we were able to look at it maybe separately, I don't know. Maybe we'd see a different movie and it would possibly be better. Spoilers? I don't know. That's not it's the not. case. <laughs> okay. just, just put that out there. It but is objectively the, and, and terrible. When, when you look at things like where, the, where Sony, Sony's got Spider-Man, right? Yep. Yeah. Where Sony is fucked up, they go, all right, mea culpa, we messed up. Here, take Spider-Man and do what you will. That, like, come on now. We're we're living in an age where where movie studios are are working together. That's unheard of. They're 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 trying to do the best that they can with properties, as opposed to just spilling out movies. That you know, in the past, we got Batman movies over and over and over again, so they can keep the licensing. Right. You know, there were rules made so that you know you have to tell the Batman origin story, or you'll lose the license. It goes. It goes somewhere else. Yeah, there's a so reason that's why every... that those two Punisher movies exist and the two Ghost Rider movies exist. Yes, exactly. And then... it's so that they can keep making money off of it. Right. They did subsequently decide to let those two go in particular. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like Which... the way those deals work out is that it's something. I think like for most of the contracts, it's like five years. There there can't yeah, be five years like in between releases or the rights revert back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's something to that effect. They, it's they have to tell a specific aspect of the story. It's like if they don't, if they made a Batman movie without the origin, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a weird stipulation, but okay, either way. Now on the other side of the spectrum, when we talk television, I, I don't care how you feel, 
about you know your 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 private company, whichever one you like better. DC is kicking the ever living shit out of Marvel, straight up. They are no well, no yeah, contest on, on mainstream TV. DC has quite a quite a foothold in in there. Ab- I have a, I have a okay, Constantine, Arrow, Gotham, The Flash, uh, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, and uh, apparently a Titans movie is or a television uh, show is now, coming out. Constantine did get canceled, didn't it? Right, but I don't know. Um, I don't he, know if he's you've seen the back show. Into Arrow or he, none, uh, t- uh, yes. Flash, right? Is it? I thought they were tying him up. Either way, it doesn't really matter because it's still the overarching universe. I have the show itself was done well. It's just I, I don't know why they no, made a Constantine. Yeah, it show. didn't have enough to really, <laughs> like, you know. I don't know. Just because like, you could. I, you don't, well, yeah, mean you, you have know, to. You have things like Supernatural out. I it didn't didn't need to happen. Yeah, but Supernatural's been doing it correctly for what like fucking well, and, and twelve years. And that's the thing, like. The name can only get you so far, and you know you're competing with a a a big big uh monster of a show like Supernatural. And then you have things like Buffy that it's gonna get compared to too, because again, Supernatural things that'll that'll happen. Yeah, I, I, and and what they should have done is just waited a little bit because I don't know how many more years Supernatural 11, has coming. in the bank. Yeah, I, well, come on. How much further? They're eventually going to get old and not be able to Dean to Winchester fight. will never get like, old. The, like them physically, <laughs> the actors, unless they replace them with lookalikes. <laughs> Jensen Eccles um, will one day wake up and go, enough of this vampire <laughs> shit. I don't even know if there's vampires. this vampire shit. shit. I don't want to do I this anymore. Him. I've, I'll, I've I'm, never I'll marry seen the show. So. I'll do it. I don't care. Um, is he dreamy? Um, is he a dream Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> Do you love him? You want to have millions of his babies? I, I would. I would. If I could get right. pregnant by him, I totally would. We also got shows like iZombie, Lucifer, Preacher, Powerless. Like these are all coming out of the same, same stable. Yep. Bank. Same stable. I mean, they're they're destro- Okay. Let I have I have the list of of Marvel Marvel wins. Okay. Now, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately for DC. Um. They got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is still running strong. Agent Carter was super well-received. Don't know why, but it was. Um, <laughs> powers, okay? But un- like I'm saying, unfortunately for DC, V, and I will fight this to the better end, the best television show to come out comic book-wise was the first season of Daredevil. Oh, it, that, there's that not even That show hit argument. hard, man, yeah. Okay? the f- And I don't know... I don't know how I would feel about... The show, if I had to watch it episodically, like wait a week in between each, you know, episode, the fact that I got to sit down for what was it just shy of 13 hours and watch the whole season because it became a really long movie. Yeah, I I don't know if I would have received it the same way as if I had to watch it week in and week out. Okay, I did just as an aside, I did watch it somewhat episodically, like I would sit down and watch two episodes and then like take a week in between or whatever. Cause you know, life happens and whatnot. It's still the yeah, best. Dude, that I noise. put life on hold for that show. Still, still by far the best, the best comic book TV thing. Well, y- you know, that there has ever the been. The cool thing about Netflix is while you might wait for it to, to happen, it's still there. Right. So you can always watch right. three or four episodes. The problem with Flash is it's a really good episode, and then you're like, well, fuck. 
Now I gotta wait a week, or even worse, it goes on hiatus for like a month because Christmas rolls around, and then then you just got the fucking flash jitters and shit, and all you want to do is watch the show, and you're you're fucking whacking it to him beating the shit out of uh, what the hell that guy from Ed Tom Cavanaugh, and yeah, that that shit gets real. I remember where he started. I remember. I just I want to be on Ed? my cosmic treadmill. God damn it. <laughs> And that's exactly my point. They gave when it, when they made Daredevil, they gave us everything that we wanted, and, and whether we said it or not out loud, they gave us a fantastically talented cast. Okay, fantastic. There wasn't a bad actor in the bunch or actress. No, there okay? were oh, Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Holy I have a new shit. respect for Vincent D'Onofrio. Like I actually saw what was that the dinosaur movie, uh, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and I liked dinosaur it a little bit more movie. than I. Sh- I liked it a little bit more than I should have because Vincent D'Onofrio was in it. Oh, that dude, that um, guy's fucking all world. He's a dynamic actor. Was, he was in a Iron Iron Jacket. What the fuck is Full Metal Jacket? Sorry, it's Full Metal Jacket. jacket. It's, it's Iron Man in a jacket. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Uh, he had, yeah, he got pile. beaten by uh, soap and socks. Yeah. So, but th- f- all right, phenomenal acting, phenomenal story. Okay, a cohesive story that lasted 12 to 13 hours. They gave it to us all in one shot. All right. And even past that, they said, all right, you like this? We're going to give you Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, and then eventually ending up with a Defenders. Yeah, Iron Fist and then the Defenders. Iron Fist and then Defenders. Now, all that aside, as, I, as most of my Facebook friends no, uh, and personal <laughs> I was wondering friends. if we were if this if this is what you were building to with all of this. I thought Shit, it might be. Yeah. Okay. There was a a little a little blurb on the interwebs this week that um, a friend of mine saw and immediately tagged me in it so I could read it. Apparently, and if if there is a god, an Allah, a Buddha, a whatever, whatever you believe in, please make this true. That Netflix is now taking the rest of their their series and going towards the darker side. And that includes characters, I don't know, like the Punisher, maybe a Ghost Rider. And, and my personal, personal favorite, a Moon Knight show. Now, I'm putting this ep- episode 52, okay? Uh, approximately 55 minutes into the show. If I get 13 episodes of a Moon Knight television show done by Netflix with the same basis of the Daredevil, the same quality of that Daredevil show, I will willingly kill myself to end it because there is nothing better than that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. I could not hope uh, if I have a child won't live up to it. If my career takes off, I'm sorry, it's still second fiddle. (laughs) This is the epitome of geekdom for me because I'm basing it off of what I've seen them do already. Okay, and plus, like three years ago, there was a a, an indie company trying to do a, a proof of concept for a Moon Knight movie, so they showed this, you know dude fighting in the costume and whatnot absolutely no story whatsoever but it was just a proof of concept and i i was like it was perfect for me like that's exactly what i was looking for if they take that and give me a solid story i'm done i'm good well i'm out and think about that man like 10 years ago 
if somebody would have been like, hey, we're thinking about making a Moon Knight movie. Who? Even Even as big a fan as you are, though, you probably would have thought, like, I'm excited about it, but that's a bad idea because I can't imagine that's going to be good at all. And now... I can't support it completely financially. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, so. I'll, I'll give you some money. Like, here's 20 bucks. You know, like, I'll cut out the moon symbol for his costume, but shit. <laughs> like, it's just maybe not the best idea. But now the quality has reached such a level where they're like, hey, we're thinking about doing a Moon Knight show. And you're like, oh, it's going to be fucking great. Because they always yeah. are. You know, like yeah. this Jessica Jones trailer that they put out, which isn't even a trailer. It's just like they put out some some like animated painted images. It's, it's the same thing that they did for the Daredevil yeah. with the, 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 the sidewalk, the, the and fucking shadow. It, it looks amazing. Like if that's yeah. the tone that they nail and like Kristen Ritter from all accounts has killed it as Jessica Jones. David Tennant is fucking Kilgrave, the purple man. Like. Mm hmm. Luke Cage will be making his appearance in that sh in the Jessica Jones show before he becomes his his own thing, which will then eventually get Iron Fist that will appear in there. Fucking the mother of cranes from the Iron Fist Ed Brubaker story is in Daredevil. I like son of a bitch, man. The 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 key to this statement, the, the 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 point of this whole conversation that I'm having with you guys is the fact that it is the perfect time. To be a geek. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, with everything that we see and everything that we associate ourselves with, that sucks because we love it. I've dealt with countless iterations of Moon Knight books that just sucked because I'm a Moon Knight fan. And I have to. That Charlie Houston the, run was badass, though. I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Charlie Houston, I, David Finch. That shit was dope. I love me some David Finch, Moon Knight. But anyhow... um. The, the, the amount of shit that we've had to deal with that was just straight shit, mm -hmm. it's about time that we get what we deserve because we have been solid supporters of this industry and this and this and the genre for I am 37 years old. <laughs> I don't mean to, you know, burst anybody's bubble. I learned how to read with comic books. Yeah, I'm 34. I, I've been okay. fucking doing this shit uh, for almost 30 years now. I, yes, I, I just broke 30 because... It, it had been my life for so long, and it's about fucking time that I get my just desserts. This is, this is our reward for suffering through Heroes Reborn. <laughs> no truer words have been spoken. <laughs> it's taken a while, but damn it, we are owed this. <laughs> the, and it's Superman the red and blue. Uh, uh, let's not true. go there. Uh, <laughs> and fucking actually, all the no, but ooh. you're right. All the terrible, because there has there have been times where it has been very hard to defend this hobby of ours, this yeah, passion absolutely. that we have for these characters and for this for this stuff. And everybody goes through it. I mean, there have been times where it has been very hard to defend being a fan of Doctor Who. There, but just in the same respect, there have been times where it has been very hard to defend being a fan of the Yankees or the Mets. You know what I mean? Like, See, but but when it when it comes to Yankees, when it comes to sports, the fan has the go to excuse: "That's my team. That's my town. This, right. That's where they're from. Right. That's where I live. I am a supporter." And people just look past it. I can't go. I'm a Spider Man fan because I'm from New York, <laughs> and so is he. Damn it, he lives in Queens. He's just a kid. He's right but, up the block. 
nobody nobody gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> nobody no, gives a crap a, where the fuck Punisher is point. from. That's <laughs> a good point. It, sports has, has always had that that gimme that it it's been ingrained in, in society for so long that you need to be a sports fan. Fuck that noise because you're, you it it's 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 someone else's actions that you have absolutely nothing to do with. Yep. I've... I can't I can't tell a quarterback how to throw the ball. I can show my support to a book and then that book continues to be printed because I like the way it's written. Yeah. Yeah. I can continue to to support a character and beg and plead and enough people do it, I'll get that character back. Well, you somebody join me with Sleepwalker, <laughs> god damn it. Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> no, it's all Fuck, right. Yeah, both of you good. Sleepwalkers fucking dope. <laughs> No, I, I'm with thing, you, man. The only thing that worries me, the only thing that worries me with Netflix is I haven't seen special effects yet. And by special effects, I mean the supernatural style special effects. You don't, we don't need it with Daredevil, Kingpin, and that those characters. There's nothing spooky or or ultra realistic about that. When it comes to guys like Iron Fist, and and there is a mystical aspect to those characters, and I don't know. They're talking about doing a Ghost Rider. Now, you get millions and millions of dollars to do a movie. Yes, we can get a flaming skull surrounded by a leather jacket. I don't know. I have all of the Netflix shows are realistic, like real people. I don't know how they're how they're going to handle special effects. So, but we have that's my only worry that they'll do it right. Well, I'll I'll at least get a really good story out of it. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's a crazy thing. I have confidence that they'll bring Nicolas Cage back. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, I wanted to make this point that I I accidentally left it out of my movie list. Um, There was a movie, and it was a documentary that was released Ah, this year. It's so good. Okay. And if you haven't seen it, you really need to. I don't care if you're a Superman fan or not. Uh, The... The, the death yep. of Superman lives. What happened? It's a it's a movie, a documentary about the failure of the Nicolas Cage I Superman loved to movie have seen that, that never happened. <laughs> okay, the closest thing you're gonna get is this yeah. documentary, which was awesome. I mean, the interviews, the the behind the scenes, the there there was this interaction scene between Nicolas Cage and the costume team. <laughs> Where, I mean, it is stunning how wacko fucking Nicolas Cage is. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was an, it was a brilliant documentary. Like, completely just fucking riveting in the truest sense of the word. Like, sit your ass down. This is what you're, like, you won't be able to turn this shit off. It is so fucking interesting. Let me tell you a story. It kids. goes all over the place. I mean, oh no, yeah. that, that that story, not any other story. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I I agree though. Like I am sad to a point. I mean, I'm also pretty happy about it, but I'm pretty sad that that movie doesn't exist. I, you know what? Would have been if terrible. They had done. Would have been so. If they had bad. done a, a direct to DVD style, maybe a Netflix release that they could do now. I, that, it would be the most popular fucking thing ever. Oh, if yeah. they had released it in theaters, uh, abysmal failure. Okay. Well, that's the thing. But they could do it now. Sharknado. Like Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage right now could make that movie, and it would be massive. I want to get Superman versus the Sharknado. That's what I want. Fuck yes. <laughs> that would be probably better than what's going to happen in the Justice League movies going forward. 
no. Nope. See, I, I, I have hope. I'm just. I wanted to. Be I'm good, disagreeing. But it's not, they they have they have a thing to look at to go. This is what we're shooting for, mm-hmm. okay? They didn't have that before, okay? I they know. didn't have they didn't have a Marvel basis when they made fucking bat nipples. Oh my god, we're um, gonna rub those all fucking day though. <laughs> okay, so now but he had it a bat credit stupid. card. Come the fuck on. Which okay because they didn't have someone going. Um, no, that's not how you do that. <laughs> There wasn't a dude sitting in the corner going, um, uh, no, we don't put <laughs> skates in the bat boots, okay? But they, they still have, see, and here's the thing. This is why, I, like, and not to cut you off, I apologize, yeah, but absolutely, I may be one of the only people fully willing to admit, ready to admit, that I don't like the Christopher Nolan Batman don't like at all like no, you don't like I them don't or they're like not them. that great they're not good movies they're not the plot holes that exist within all three of those films are terrible and what's interesting to me about it is that i saw each one in the theater was like oh it was pretty good i liked that came home bought it on blu-ray or dvd <laughs> when the first one fucking came out watched it again and went eh uh, maybe i was wrong and upon subsequent viewing they're not good they're not good movies. The best thing to come out just, of the that ugh. those Batman movies was Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. I don't okay? like it. I don't. Outside of that, ugh. there's really no substance well, Dan, in those I'm, movies. I'm, he was no, he was good, hold, but he wasn't. Hold it in. Ugh. Hold it in. We're not gonna. We're gonna we're burst. already we're already over time, and I I that you could save that for another day. I know, but but anyway, so yeah, I mean that like, and then after watching Man of Steel. It's like I enjoy the film. Like that's the that's the thing with the DC movies, I think. Like where I stand with those is that they are decent films, but they're not a Batman film and it's not a Superman film. It literally could have been any character. Whereas when you look at the Marvel movies, it had to be Captain America in that role. It had to be Iron Man in that role. You couldn't have put superhero x in that role and had it still be the same thing okay so and when it comes to the mark when it comes to the avengers movies they need to stop making them dedicated character movies they are a team not a iron man has fucked everything up again well and i think that's what you're going to see going forward because they just there's going to be there's going to be so many goddamn characters that you would get like Two minutes per character, and then the movie would be over, and you'd be like, "What the fuck? Nothing happened." Now Iron Man's just gonna make a two huge fucking speeches. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so. A really big one. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked it up again. Oh, oh, that Tony. <laughs> but I like Robert Downey Jr. I don't want to keep being like, "God damn it, Tony!" <laughs> Eventually, he's gonna have to get it right sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, well, broken clock, right twice a day. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that's my spiel about fucking the day and age that we live in. It's the perfect time to be a geek. It really it is. It really, really is. It's a wonderful time. I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, and that's going to, I suppose, about wrap it up for season one of the Paper Cuts podcast. As always, I want to thank everybody for listening. Remind you guys, head over to geekaid.com. We've got tons of great stuff going up every single day. We've got articles. We've got podcasts. We've got videos. 
Evan, I believe we just had a new Artist Avenue go up and interview. Who was it with? Tony Ojeda. And what is he? What is he? <laughs> He's known a young for? artist. He's actually a young up and coming artist. Okay. From, uh, out of the Cuber School. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Really interest. Really interesting past. I haven't. Obviously, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, Literally went up this morning, so we're good. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I plan on on getting that and listening to that. So we've got just a bunch of awesome stuff going up. We're going to have some stuff coming up from the most recent convention we attended, a video game con this past weekend, yesterday, as a matter of fact, Dean and Chris and the Ring the Bell guys were and there. And Evan was there. Uh, and Evan I was, was there, there all day. Four minutes from my house. Of course I was oh, there. Sure. <laughs> all day. And it's literally called a video game convention, which was, I think, a good idea. It, it was a very good idea. <laughs> We've got everything you could possibly want. Also, don't forget, Subscribe to the show, leave a quick five-star review, if you would be so kind on iTunes. Best way to get eyes and ears on the show, moves us up the charts, and it's totally free. We're not even asking you for money yet. Season two, Patreon, all over this motherfucker. Season one, <laughs> totally free. Finally, if you ever want to get a hold of us, follow us on Twitter. You can find Dean at... Kimono underscore Vestlord. That's right, we're going to have to edit out that pause, because it seemed like you didn't remember. And me, you can follow... <laughs> At Geek Aid Dan, Evan, you're still not on Twitter, right? I'm thinking about it. It's just the Geek Aid Evan with there's too many E's. I got to figure out something. Geek Aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be Evan Geek Aid. That would work. Yeah. I don't know. I've got to find something that'll flow. Yeah, right. I got to start tweeting. I have too much in my brain. Well, let me know so I can put it on my list. Absolutely. Yep. You can follow me at Geek Aid Dan, Dean at Kimono underscore Vessler Lord. Or you can follow Geekade at Geekade. Tune in next week as we kick off season two of the Paper Cuts podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Hopefully some Secret Wars stuff will be out. We didn't even mention that this week. Secret Wars. Books came out. Weird shit happened. Read them. Whatever. Woo. Read them. Possibly. Let us know. Email us. <laughs> Mail at Geekade.com. Let us know. Fuck. You guys do some work. God damn it. Sweet Jesus. We've been carrying this shit for a year Seriously. now. Seriously. About time we get some help. My shoulders are tired. They're broad, but they're tired. Anyway, for Evan Goldstein, Dean DeFalco, and Dan Ryan, I'm Dan Ryan.